0: Welcome into a new episode. This is the Scarves Up Podcast. I'm your host, Nat Maymoudis, and I'm joined by Dave Maymoudis. How we doing, David? It's been a tough couple games.
1: Tough couple weeks to be a Sounders fan.
0: I I think this this episode might get kind of heated. We got three games to talk to. We talk about RSL... L.A. Galaxy and then Portland, um, and really, we're gonna get at least for me, um, I'm going to get uh, increasingly more heated during this time. We've seen. And that's just, gonna
1: you're gonna try to find out uh, whether it's possible for a podcaster to be fined by a pro.
0: Uh, you can just say pro. It, no one calls them. They are never pro. Just yeah, calling
1: no. them pros seems wrong too.
0: It's true. Um, okay, so let's get right into this. Uh, we'll start with the game against RSL, uh, which was the longest game, uh, uh, longest ago. From and now. one of the longer
1: games. Yes,
0: uh, and um, in this game, and immediately off the bat, I was not happy um, to see Tim Ford um, at the helm. He has not been a good referee whenever he is... In charge of a soundness game, or this year he was in charge of the game in Colorado, um, in which we did not get a penalty when Roy Diaz was clearly fouled in the box. They said he wasn't in the box, even though his leg is fully extended over the line, so that should have been a penalty. Um, and later on, we're gonna compare. A call from this week to one of his calls previously in twenty twenty, which I've talked about, uh, is one of the worst calls I've ever seen. Um, but uh, starting with in the, to the game with ourselves, Sounders take the lead. They they got the lead, and let's remember the Sounders used to have like a really really good record when we scored first. That has gone out the window, especially right. Right now, in both the game uh, uh, against, in the game against pointed and in this game, and then obviously the first goal was called back in the game against. That's right. Ourselves. So did we
1: ever actually get the lead, or did they get their?
0: We didn't have the lead first. Well, we had that what first I, goal. That I'm okay, saying. we scored. Um, and emotions go up, and then immediately it it basically thought like we were scored on when the goal gets called back. Thoughts on uh, the the call getting? The, the the goal getting called back for Ladero being offsides.
1: Yeah, I mean, I guess the only disputed question was, you know, whether it was a pass to him at all, because it seemed like it wasn't. It was sort of a, a tangle of legs that the ball came out of to find him one foot offside. Um, but, you know, felt like the correct call, but an annoying call. And, you know, frustrating to, um, you know, basically have the lead for 60 seconds as we... You know, think we've scored and then have it taken away again
0: yeah definitely the correct call uh, it's close but it doesn't seem like the RSL player is the one who passes it to Ladero uh, very unlucky um, but then after that really this, the Sounders just like took their foot off the gas like we looked good in the first uh, 12 minutes before this goal uh, that was disallowed. before the non-goal uh, happened. We looked good before then, um, and then we just took our foot off the gas, pretty similar to the Portland game. Um, and then RSL um, would get the lead, and this and we've seen a lot of it's just like a sloppy, just sloppy defending, um, right?
1: And a frustrating goal where you know we let we let their forward get out ahead of a long ball, but we did have four guys. Um, chasing him.
0: Very easy finish, though, still. Um, the, the goal would come and it would be Albert Rusnak scoring against his former club. No celebration. Um, scores from about 20 yards out. Um, do you think Zach McMath should have done better on the goal?
1: Uh, he was shielded by a whole lot of people. You know, Obviously, he hardly took a step towards it, so he couldn't really have done worse on the goal. Um, but you know, again, just shows the power of getting a shot on goal, uh, giving the ball a chance to go in the goal, which, you know, we just didn't do enough in this game.
0: And we talk about, you hear lots of people talking about the most dangerous time um, is right after you score a goal. And right after we made it 1-1, RSL comes back. Completely unmarked is Brody to put it in. Uh, good finish, but completely unmarked. Good
1: finish, you know, the kind of thing that easily could have been missed and you could have walked away from with less damage, but Christian Roldan somehow just decides to stop covering him and wander upfield a little bit where no one else is, uh, leaving him unmarked at the post, and yeah, does make a good finish.
0: Uh, So in this game against um, RSL, we saw... Uh, Raul Roy Diaz, he came on, um, uh, he did not start in this game. He, uh, or we or sorry, he did start in this game. Um, this was his first start. Um, this was his first, uh, first start after coming on against Atlanta. Um, we felt like a different team. And again, when he was on the field, we look, we look like a different team. We look like a better team. Like, he changes our team so much. Fortunately, since he's came back, he hasn't been his. He hasn't been finding the goals.
1: But is um, that a question of him, or is that a question of service? And you know, one thing I was struck by just in watching the RSL highlights was how many half chances we had, where we were unable to put a go to put a shot on goal.
0: Yeah, Madronda, uh, in the second half, uh, when he came into the game, he put a ball across, and Morris and. Montero are unable to get on the end of it. Um, in this game, we played. Uh, we did play four at the back. Um, we played like the same formation we've been playing pretty much all year. Um, four, two, three, one, and then moving forward, we switched to what we had success in last year with three center backs. Um. So. What, what, what were your thoughts on the formation? In the, I mean, in this game, like, we didn't deserve to win this game. I don't think we deserved to lose this game, but we didn't deserve to win the game. Well, I was happy we saw a formation change. I mean, again,
1: the, the the two goals that RSL had felt like they could have and should have been prevented. You know, that that second finish easily could have gone wrong. It was not a not a clean chance. The first one, you know – and a number of Sounders could have gotten a better toe on the ball. Fry could have gotten a luckier bounce. So it wouldn't have seemed ridiculous if we won that game 1-0. It felt like we should have, you know, made a better effort on one of our five other chances. And so even finishing 2-0 wouldn't have been ridiculous. You know, again, Sounders didn't play great. RSL, not a great team. We didn't need to play great to to beat them. Um, the formation, you know what, having the second forward uh having the clearer division of responsibilities between the three center backs with the two wing backs being more attacking seems seems to be a good idea um you know i guess the the downside is that you're effectively you know losing a center midfielder um but with the situation right now where you know if you if you ha- if you wanted to find a place for JP to be on the field, you wouldn't use this formation. You'd let him be on the field. But without him, you know, we don't have another obvious center midfield who was going to help there. So the idea of attacking up the wing seems like it makes sense.
0: What do you think of Danny Leva's play? Uh, this is the most consistent starts we've seen for him pretty much since he joined the team. Um and and obviously he's had a lot of injuries since he first came. What have you thought of him uh recently?
1: He's been great. I mean I think he's matured into a you know, uh an obvious MLS player. Now, is he a replacement for JP who's a competitor to be the MLS MVP? No one's a
0: replacement for JP.
1: No, right. So the question is, is he doing great? Yes. Is he doing better than you would have thought a year or two ago? Yes. Is it great to see him, you know, back from his injury troubles? Yes. Um, you know, do I expect great things of him, you know, when he's a 24-year-old five years from now? Yes. Um, yeah, you know, is he, is he the answer to all the Sounders' problems immediately this week? You know, no, but it was unfair to expect him to be. Um, does it still seem like the Sounders are a couple of bounces away from, you know, six more points out of these three games? And – um You know, a better playoff position, yes. You know, can they still do that in the rest of the season? I think yes.
0: Okay, let's move on to the game against L.A. Uh, We did see a formation change for this. Um, I predicted um, on Football's Life, uh, my other show, that I thought that we would go three in the back. Um, It's pretty common for Smetzer to uh, come out in a five-in-the-back look, Um, When we're on the road or we're in a big game, um, look feeling more defensively. Um, So he did go with that. who becomes a defender. Um, Alex Rodon um, out wide, and then we have Kellen Rowe um, out left. Um, uh, I with and Kellen Rowe played really well in this game against LA. Um, We'll talk. We can talk a little bit more about him. But uh, um, interesting choice to play him there instead of Madronda. Then uh, Leva and Rusnak um, in front of the five, and then Nadero the playmaker with Morris and Roy Diaz up top. And we haven't seen much of Morris and Roy Diaz up top, but I like this move. I think it's the right move. And recently in both the LA and the Portland game, we saw Morris using that speed, taking on defenders. We want to see more of that moving forward. Cause when Morris does that, he is very hard to defend against. So we love to see that, uh, from the Sounders. Um, but, uh, the galaxy would get the lead in this game. Um, Chicharito would score first, and this was pretty much Chicharito's only chance. Um, his only chance uh, in in the game, um, which he put away. Uh, he would come off. He would come off later in the game, and you could tell he was frustrated um, for being taken off, and just. It, Chicharito being at the Galaxy, uh, it, it's tough. like uh, I, while he, like, people, it's it's tough to criticize him for not doing more because he's never been the type of player who creates goals. He is a finisher. He does not create goals. Um, he is not going to be the one. You have to give him service, and the Galaxy do not have players who can um, put in service.
1: But in this case, he does, you know, take a half chance and and finish it, you know, gets a couple of lucky bounces off his knees mm-hmm. and was, uh, yeah. puts the ball down in front of himself and yeah. makes no mistake.
0: That being said about service, um, their second goal came from service. This is not, uh, this is no, there is no way that this was a shot. It is 100% a pass by Victor Vasquez and... Uh, unfortunate for Fry. What are are your thoughts on on that second goal? Yeah, you know, I think it's
1: hard to criticize Fry. Um,
0: It's not a a shot, though.
1: I don't think it was a shot. Um, I think, you know, Fry is aware of where the danger is coming from in front of him, so it makes sense that he wasn't, you know, guarding the back corner of the goal because there wasn't an attacking threat there. Um, You know, and it's just one of those things that happens, and, you know, the question of... You know, it's the, the Sounders have have felt like an unlucky team for a few weeks now, and this felt like it fit right into that.
0: Yeah, we played really badly in the first half. We probably could have got scored on more. We could have been down more at the half, and then we turned it around in the second half, and this this second half was absolutely massive for the Sounders, Um and even before we scored three goals um, in the second half, Albert Rusnak has a chance. Rusnak puts it off the bar. The ball comes back to him, puts it off the post. So unlucky. It felt like, okay, Like what do we have to do to score? Then Kellen Rowe scores, and it's a great finish, great placement. He is wide open, puts it to a place where there's nothing Jonathan Bond can do.
1: Again, the power and, of putting a shot on goal.
0: Yes. Uh, it's still, And that is only his second or third goal with the Sounders. Uh, love, to, love Ken Rowe. Good to see him play. And he played really well in this game. Um, thoughts on Ken Rowe in the L.A. game?
1: Um, I mean, again, you know, I think a lot of people are down on Rowe. I feel like he's working hard. You know, he's... Doing a good job with the talent he has, you know he's trying working hard to do the right thing. Uh, in that case, on the goal, you know puts in a good shot from outside, gets to the right place, um, and you know makes it happen.
0: I think on the the plays where he had like a fifty-fifty chance of doing of like completing what he was trying to do, he did he it worked. Pretty much every time in the LA game, and it didn't work in the Portland game. Like there was a couple chance, cha- many ch- times in Portland, the ball just skipped away from him, um, and I think fan and fans were definitely noticing that. Um, but he he showed in the LA game that the the type of skills he had, and I thought he played very well. And he- obviously he gets the goal. Um, if we're playing this type of formation. Do you think that it's the right move to have him play left back or do you think that should be Madronda who's more who's more his his main position is really that that position the left wing back position Who would you go with
1: Madronda has seemed like he has more attacking bite but he seems less consistent Um you know I don't know you know I think Schmetzer has a lot of a lot of third best options right now you know he doesn't quite have the choices he'd like to have and he has um a lot of choices with you know some upsides and some downsides
0: sanders would score their second goal against la uh Robert diaz would finally score coming back from injury um Chance that he that Ladero is but I uh, definitely not. Um, and Ladero and uh, Rodriguez puts it away. Then uh, Yamar has a big chance to score. Good save by the keeper, and then Morris will score one of the easiest goals he will ever score right on the doorstep. Makes it three-two. Morris continues to play very well in Carson, and it looks like we're rolling to a huge victory. And if we get three points points in this game, I mean. The result still was... Was absolutely massive. Like, the the way we turned it around in that second half, I was feeling like, this is huge. We need this. Because we, we need this. We're going to go play... Our next game, tough game in Port... Is going to be tough in Portland. We need to get results. Um... Losing points is... Getting zero points is not an option right now. Um... So so Morris scores a huge huge goal for the Sounders, um, and then
1: and then do you um, think yeah. the Sounders became a little too defensive at that point? You know, trying to cling to that lead rather than trying to keep doing the things that got them that lead.
0: Um, a little, but I would say we were playing. But um, I I was saying. But that was because l a knew that they had to push. I thought that we were playing really well. The defense was playing really well, they holding very um very well and 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 meant that and i mean like the the handball, which was called on ariaga, came from something that it wasn't like. It wasn't like a handball where it was one on one. It was like a one on one play um, with the attacker dribbling at our goal. It was a play where um, a handball. You can see it could be a possibility. Like the galaxy didn't weren't like saying it was gonna be thinking that was gonna be a possibility. Like there weren't um, immediately. Like it all came from from VAR. So many
1: episodes that, you know, that might have been the big play you were questioning about, mm-hmm. you know, what was the role of R, what was the role of pro here? Um,
0: well, this was, okay, so this, what, so this handball car call, this is a handball. This is a handball. It's definitely a handball. Um, there is nothing in the rules. There is nothing in the rules that says anything about having your your hand in an actual with. Natural position. I thought there. I thought no, there was something about nope, that. Nope. Okay. There's nothing in the word I sorry, sorry. That's wrong. The, the, you are correct. There is something in the rules about in a natural position, but there's nothing about the distance. There's nothing about the the distance. Um. Uh. uh if like from the pass, like it, there's nothing about like reaction time. That is nothing. There is no rule about that. There's no exception for yeah. being close to the play. So, so, that should not... So, the commentator's got to stop talking about that. Because that's not a rule. That could... I mean, you can argue that maybe that should be a rule, but that's not a rule. Now, this is a handball. The problem here is that it takes two minutes. If you can't decide... If you, if you can't decide that something is a handball in... If you can't decide you're gonna change the call um, in like 10 seconds because uh, which is how which is what I believe because they say clear and obvious. we only want to call the big big calls the ones where like um, basically like if it's a freeze frame you're gonna see it especially for for handballs. there is no reason that they should be looking at the video. This is when we need par picture assistant referee. Because it for handballs, same with offsides, it's just a freeze frame. It's a freeze frame from when the ball is played for offsides, and for handballs, it's a freeze frame if it hits what if it hits below the shoulder, which is what uh, IFAB clarifies as a handball. So, so it, the- it, it it is a handball, but it took two minutes.
1: In this case, what do you think about the position of Arriaga's arms? Because the, what the rule does say is if, if you're making your ball unnaturally bigger in a way that isn't justified by your movement, what Ariaga was actually doing was basically stooping down to head the ball. You know, he wasn't looking at the ball. He saw the flight of the ball. He bent forward to try to put it on the top of his head and sort of threw his arms out for balance.
0: Unfortunately, his hand is away from his body and it hits him. It is a handball.
1: Right. There's so I guess nothing,
0: you, there's nothing there's the balance thing no.
1: Right. I mean, I guess what you see is, you know, you you'll see Nuhu a lot of the times or other players, you know, consciously trying to get their hands all the way behind their back and you think, gosh, it must be hard to run and play defense like that. But I guess the point is it is, but what you're giving up if you don't put your hands behind the back is the possibility of a ball-to-hand situation and getting that call against you.
0: The consistency of handballs in MOS is just so so terrible. Um, we saw in the Philadelphia, um, D.C. game, Philadelphia won, which Philadelphia one six zero. Um, Jack Elliott, twice, has, um, his hand far away from the, his body, um, outstretched. Ball is going towards the goal. It's gonna go in. He might be like seven, he might be about seven yards in front of goal. So he's so I mean like there's like a couple, there's a couple um, yards between him and the goal but it's gonna go in uh, maybe the keeper could do something I would still say that is a red card and that wasn't even called a penalty let alone a red card um if it hits the hand if it hits the hand it just is a handball we either got we uh, we we gotta call them all there's there is no there is no ball to hand at this point. Just call them all.
1: Do you know if there is any process for, you know, sort of looking for consistency in in VAR? You know, do they have any review process where they look at the different VAR officials and see, you know, whether they're calling games the same ways?
0: I I don't know, and I would hope that they are having discussions um they're, they're they're having discussions we saw in this this in this past week just yesterday in the Ohio and the Ohio derby in the Cincinnati and Columbus game um the Columbus, Columbus uh, scores a goal their player is about a yard and a half offsides and VAR didn't change it um he is clearly offsides they said um, again, you look at the freeze frame of the pass, clearly offside, and they don't change it. And I, I think they did say something. There was something about, um, something in uh, uh, the, this play for some reason didn't didn't reach the level, did, or some some there was something that didn't line up to, with the VAR in Atlanta. Um, that's the other thing. VAR, all the VARs are now in Atlanta. They're not at the stadium, um, and I don't really understand what, um, like, like what that really has to do with the on-field. But um, and, and and unless it's like you could talk about there being a delay because the film just has to get there. Um, but since they made that change, VAR has been absolute crap um the the refereeing this entire year has been insane the sounders have been uh, the again going back to the one in colorado which should have been a penalty i don't under- and now one they were saying it wasn't they could they said it wasn't clearly in the box which is absolutely bonkers
1: i mean i think you did need multiple camera angles to see that it was in the box which
0: but there's one shot that shows it's in the box. So that one shot needs to be shown. Could be sent down to the pitch monitor. And also that game, the VAR was not in Atlanta yet. That was early enough in the season. Uh, it was just announced recently that uh, Howard Webb, the um, president or the director of Pro is taking over for uh the uh Premier League uh referee director um and I I will say when VAR was first implemented into MOS um it was doing they did a much better job and and it was one of the first leagues to put to implement VAR and the Premier League was one of the last and MOS uh really showed and taught people how to use it Um, and Premier League, um, um, VAR has, which has come over, come under a lot of scrutiny, um, since it's been implemented, um, and people wanted their director to step down, so Howard Webb going over there is an interesting move. Obviously, he was a Premier League ref, um, and, uh, he, top referee, so, um, interesting um i think that's a a good that makes mos look good but the var right now does not make mos look good and again we need a time limit because if you look at anything you look at anything for long enough it will you can there will be some part in your mind that can that will be like oh um we should change it or it's this or it's the thing that you're looking to change if you're if you look at something for long enough it starts to become to look true even if literally nothing has changed it's just like a weird brain thing so they need a time limit um any other thoughts on on the handball rules or uh, we uh, we talked about on football's life um that um the only time really like uh you, it's really clear it could really be clear that if the ball hits your hand um it would be like if you're sliding if you're sliding on the ground um and it hits the hand that's helping you break your fall
1: right i mean i'm not Um, sure why you make you know that exception but don't also make an exception for the fact that when jumping it's a lot easier to jump if you can swing your arms than if you can't
0: yeah um uh, so I wouldn't make an exception for that. I would say that when you're sliding, unfortunately, it's you, as soon as you go to ground, there's risk. Um, you are you are as soon as you go to ground, wherever your hands are, you, you going to ground means you are taking a risk. And if it hits your hand, no matter what, it's a handball. Um, the only t- the um, the only time, like, so the only time I think uh, people could really agree on also is if, like, your hand is against your chest. What do you think about the handballs where sometimes, like, some it will be, like, tucked in, but then sometimes people will say it's making yourself bigger. If it's against your chest, like, if the ball is, if the ball literally has no way of getting through you, if your hand is, like, um, if if you have like your your arms crossed against your chest, but they're not um, but they're not touching your chest. Like, say, right. So like, I mean, in the
1: position you're looking at, like, your el- your elbows are clearly beyond your body, and so yeah, it, that would
0: be making bigger.
1: You know, so that in that case, you are making yourself bigger. You know, if you if your arms if your arm is literally you know down at the center of your waistband and it hits your arm and takes a funny bounce. Yeah,
0: I guess if if you're yeah, if your hands are if your arms are crossed and your and your arms aren't touching your chest, then your elbows are going to as as you move your arms out, your elbows go out to the left and right of you. So by that sense you're making yourself bigger and if it did your elbow, the elbow is a handball.
1: Now, what I don't like, I mean, I've had the sense of sometimes attacking players will see a player with his hand out for some reason and will flick the ball up, like basically deliberately trying to hit somebody in the arm. Mm-hmm. And I don't love that tendency.
0: I would say I I I give the benefit to the doubt to the players that when you're in the heat of the moment, it is really hard to remember that you could do that. I mean, again, I it's I really hard believe- to do, you
1: know, when I'm in front of goal, I often forget to kick the ball entirely. Because it's just hard to remember to do that, but um, I think these guys are a lot better than I am, and I think they can legitimately say, you know, oh, you know, I'm going to shoot from the top corner right. or the bottom corner, or I'm going to pop it up and try to hit that guy's hand that's outstretched.
0: In the same way that the the defenders defenders just need to know that they need to be careful with their hands, and if if and if their hand if they're keeping their hands to the side, um they just have to, they can't have their hands out, because they are gaining an advantage no matter what, if their hands are to the side, they are blocking the ball from going in, so while it's a little sneaky to see them doing that, like, you're still making yourself bigger, so you can't, I, uh, um, you can't, that's just a smart play by the attackers, because the attackers are realizing that they're, they're, um, that the pass is going to get blocked because if it's not there it's going to go into another dangerous spot um that being said about like the player like kicking it into them um another thing again like uh a player an attacking player does not need to kick the ball into a defender to me mean that they get a yellow card uh, if they are delaying the restart Um, if you run in front, any, any movement that is towards, um, if a free kick is called, any movement towards the ball by the defending team is delaying the restart. So you do not need to kick the ball in to them, um, it's why when players say they didn't ask for 10 yards, it annoys the shit out of me because that is not a rule you do not have to ask. The rule is you are not allowed to run towards the player taking the free kick, and they inevitably did that in order to delay the restart. So that is something that, that's another thing that should be eliminated um, from the, the game. and should be called um, as well as adding a timer to VAR. Okay, we've moved on from the LA game. They get uh, scores, three-three. Um, uh, that game ends three-three. Do you think the emotions really changed, um, or I, I think it was still a good result for the Sounders? How much do you think the emotions changed with the Sounders getting one point instead of three?
1: You know, I think it's one of those ties that feels like a loss. You know, they, it's yeah. very emotional, obviously, to come all the way back. Um, and um, then very frustrating to end up with one point instead of three.
0: Christian Rodon also didn't play in this game. We didn't know how long he was going to be out. Now we know he's out for four to six weeks. Um, huge, huge loss. And Christian Rodon is one of those players who... He's just always on the field pretty much since he came into the league. Um, since he became a constant starter since in 2016, he's always there if we have three games in a week. Only really this season I can think about that he might have not traveled for, for if we have three games in a week. But before, right, but, no again, matter what, he would play 90 minutes.
1: He's been one of those players who is you know, in contention to be the Sounders MVP because of all of the things he does. He doesn't do anything flashy enough necessarily to get noticed. Yeah, you don't don't
0: always remember he's on the field, but he's always there. He's always doing stuff. He's always taking up space. And he, he scores goals, and if he doesn't score the goals, is because people know they have to pay attention to him. He's just such an incredible athlete. Both of the Rodons, both of the – and Alex has is coming into that role where he's been a consistent starter, and he's he doesn't always get um, the the spotlight on him, but he's always working hard. Both of them, the Rodons, incredible athletes. Um do you think uh, do you think Christian Rodon has any chance of going to the World Cup with this injury? I would say, um, I mean, his shot was already was it was already a long shot. Um, it seems like oh yes, he has been called in to every window and uh, and he hasn't been playing. So it seems like Greg Berhalter likes him as a team player, and it's like, is it important to take him to Russia? If uh, sorry, not Russia, Cutter. Um, do you take him to Cutter? Um, if he just for like, uh, what he does off the field and the moment and how he, cause he's definitely a good team player. Players love having him in the locker room. Do you take him if you're not always gonna if you're not sure you're gonna play him because he's definitely far behind um a lot of players on the U.S. men's uh. Depth so again,
1: chart. it obviously depends what happens to the other players on the depth chart, but I think the key thing is. Christian has to get back on the field, ideally, you know, back in time for many, multiple, multiple play, playoff games.
0: How many goals do you think he has to score theoretically for burhalter to take him for sure?
1: I don't think it's a question of finishing. You know, it's not, it's not a question of the number nine. Yes, but
0: if he did come back and score 30 goals, then he would get taken. How yeah, what's, fine. The, what's the minimum number of goals that he could score?
1: Zero. I think if he shows that he can play his game, he's back to full fitness and moving around the field well and doing the things the Sounders need him to do for them to make a playoff run, you know, then Burhalter will see that, see that he's got the same Christian that he's been relying on for a long time and take him.
0: Final thought on the Galaxy. The Galaxy during this game, the Galaxy fans booed um, the team. Um,. There's been calls for them to fire their president, Chris Klein. The Galaxy, um, who are probably still one of the biggest brands in MOS um, outside of, uh, outside of the U.S., the world still really recognizes the Galaxy. The Galaxy really haven't been successful since 2016. They only made the playoffs once, now um, one season with Zlatan. Um, one of the two seasons was that on um, what what do you think um, about the Galaxy do you think if the Galaxy missed the playoffs they, uh, they should fire their president
1: I mean they missed the playoffs what for the past five years I think the Galaxy are just you know used to being the best team in LA which was easier, easier when they had Chivas to compare themselves or nobody um, so they've fallen a long way from that but you know still a strong brand um and uh yeah, I mean I would be I would be disappointed uh, if I were an LA fan with what's been on the field.
0: Um has been scoring more goals than Chicharito. He's definitely more of a um, a creator than Chicharito. Um how do you feel about Jovalich still not starting? Do you think cuz it seems hard at this point like Chicharito and Jovelitz like there's a reason they that Vanny thinks they don't play together. It seems like they both want to play that single forward. They just don't play. Neither of them works well with someone else. Um, what would you do if you're Vanny? Would you play Chicharito? Um, you're like star player. Um, or would you play Jovalic, who is scoring more goals, um, still an international player. I believe he's on the Serbian national team. Um, what would you do?
1: Um... You know going I would, to the world Cup I would move out of la and get a job somewhere else but if I had to stay in la you know I think my style would be try to have those players work something out and figure out a way that they can both be on the field because neither of them is going to be happy if they're only playing half of the games and um, you know so if there's some way that they can figure out how to get their styles and work together you know I think they they have different enough styles that um, you know they can come up with a way to be better together than separately um yeah
0: the other thing from this game is la had debuted uh ricky Pouge, the new player from barcelona um he did literally nothing
1: well he taught us all how to spell his name because we got the camera focusing uh, on a lot so name. we can could...
0: pronounce his or, or i guess spell his name it's true no one really knows he it, it's pronounced ricky Puj, but most people i think I would I'd not have
1: known it was spelled P U I G.
0: Probably people are going to pronounce it Poog or. Puig. Anyway,
1: you know, we'll see if he has more Rick. of an impact. Obviously, it's hard to come into the league on your first day and you stand there looking bewildered. Um, so we'll.
0: We shut him down. Clearly shut down. Um, okay, let's move on um, to the game against Portland. This game happened. It was also on a Friday night, too. So full seven days in Portland. Um right after uh, Austin got a huge win against LFC we loved to, to see that um, we still have a game against Austin um, by the way that one's gonna be really that's I would say our our only tough opponent um, we really do need to win every game um, that's the only game that I feel um, is difficult uh, that but obviously be.
1: the founders have not done as well at beating bad teams exactly as we should
0: Um the galaxy showing that i mean they are a bad team and we let them score two goals um on us um and it could have been more in that first half based on how that went um the exact same lineup started um uh Portland as the game in uh la uh before this game um we had the the tifo uh, the the tifo's um infield. Um, Timbers showing something about uh, doing a reference to um, the Shining, um, which doesn't make them look good now because ECS was doing something, was, uh, uh, did uh, with their TFOs and um, banners, raising awareness to um, sexual assault victims. Um. The um. So the uh, yeah. So the timbers.
1: You know, I know they love axes, but being in favor of axe murdering just seems like a bad idea.
0: Yeah. Um. Didn't bad. Um. Unfortunate coincidence there. Um. But um. Um. ECS continues to be uh. continues to make powerful statements. Um. And before, and during games. Um, but we get, let's get into the actual game. Um, before this game, the Timbers knew that they could take the Cascadia cup back if they won or drew, um, it doesn't really mean anything because if you look at the total Cascadia cups, the Sounders, um, have the Sounders, uh, still have, um, uh, three more, uh, four more cups than... Uh, but I think it's wrong not to say, just Timbers. because we've
1: won the last three, didn't we mean we didn't want to win this one? Yes. So, yeah. Gives the Sounders, um, you know, the Sounders had many reasons to really want to win in this game.
0: And we talk, we've talked a lot about about how the away team has really dominated this. Um, uh, it was uh, also unfortunate to see that. Um, to see that not how we end, wanted that streak to end uh, for this game, but another yeah. streak
1: that that ended that um, when the Sounders were able to score an early set piece goal, something they've had a hard time doing.
0: Yeah, the Sounders have really struggled on set piece on set pieces, and this one um, it's not technically a set piece. It's because it's happened because Alex Rodon did, it, it came off a corner. It, it, I mean, it, it was two passes, not okay, one. But it wasn't straight off.
1: Yeah,
0: of it. But uh Alex Rodon to Yamar, the defender connection. Um, there is no way this is a foul. Yamar's hands are at his sides. Um, Savarese was arguing for a push, but there's no, there's, there's definitely a no foul there. Big goal for the Sounders, sounding in the lead, and still, um, every time we have to play Porton, I never feel I. I do not like watching. I like watching porting games. They are fun. Um, if the Sounders win, they are really they are they are fun day. It's it's a fun day after, but um, especially when the game is late at night. Um, since we're on the East Coast, um, uh, for for this, so we saw this game at ten. Um, like I'm always so nervous for the porting games. Like even if we're, even if, like. It, Right now, it's tough because our form hasn't been good. But even when we're playing really well, I'm always very nervous going into a game against the Timbers. Um, and... To get the first goal, um, still, I was like, okay, we got to score again. Um, and we... Do you feel like we took the our foot off the gas pedal? I mean, I think we definitely did. Um, the Timbers had a lot of chances in the first half. Um... Their only goal in the first half, we're about to get to, um, but they, like, I'm surprised they didn't score in the first half before they did. Uh, they 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 looked they good after the first half. I was having yeah. It's their first real chance. Um, I mean, Fry Fry had work to do. He had he had work to do in this game, um, and. After the, the the penalty and after, when it's one one I was happy that we got into halftime because after the penalty they definitely had momentum but and
1: I th- the, yeah. you know the penalty wasn't even really a chance it was just a speculative yeah. run into the box without the ball
0: yeah so let's get into this the the penalty has taken the world by storm every time I watch this play it looks more and more like a more and more like a dive because it is a dive. He loses the, he does not have the ball. And before there is, I'm still, to me, it doesn't look like there's any contact before the, the moment where you could, where there's the slightest amount of contact, he is already falling down. He is already clearly falling down. He is already diving. And the reason I bring that up is because... um, We go back to the last Sounders game against the Timbers. um, Where the Sounders clearly deserved a penalty. Um, I remember that the instant replay guys... The MLS instant replay guys said... That they thought it was the correct call not to award a penalty. um, Because... um, uh, because they were saying that uh, Ladero was dragging his foot looking for the contact. Well, that is exactly what Williamson is doing here.
1: No, he was diving, flying Well, he the was, air. Well, for he contact. was diving,
0: but you can see he's diving. You can see he's diving and looking for the contact. Um, he, he starts his dive, and he's also keeping his leg out in in the attempt to get contact before there is the little bis- bit or if there is any by Yamar.
1: right so the question i would i would really love to know is what conversation if any was there between um the center ref and var you know did they say for, for, hey vr was there any contact and VAR said yeah there was some contact
0: for plays like this um like I I don't blame Ismail Al-Fath that much. I blame the I blame the VAR, cause and the VAR is not the player who should have the power. If the assistant referee, it's the same. Like if the assistant referee calls something, the center referee has the power to overrule them. So this so is what should this the
1: discussion be like here. Should it be like? You know, do, is it up he to the center ref that, to say, you know, hey, it looks he like... He should it- say,
0: this is a big call. You should go look at
1: it. Okay. You know, is that the question? Should it, should the center ref have to say, you know, any controversy with this one? Yes. Or should... You don't think the, the VAR should say, like, hey, boss, you know, you might want to take a second and third look I at think this he,
0: one? I think if... If if it's the... Um, the I think both situations occur. Um, I think both situations occur. Um, we're going to go back. So, so now let's bring up the the, the penalty call that um, that Tim Ford called against the Sounders. Sounders versus Vancouver um, 2020.
1: Okay. Uh, I remember it like yes. it was two years ago.
0: Yamar on the play. Uh, you have Cavallini dribbling the ball. Lose it. The ball and Yamar makes a good play. Um Cavallini pushes Yamar in the back. Um, right. and, definitely,
1: I mean, yeah. you showed me the replay. He definitely seems like he's the one. Cavallini pushes
0: Yamar in the back, and then Cavallini then goes into the butt bo- and all that happened outside the box. For another thing, that oh. happens out of the box. Then he goes in the box, falls down. That is a clear dive. He should. That should be a yellow so card. So, was there any
1: follow up on that on that penalty back in 2020? Was there any recognition that? Perhaps the VAR decision should have been different; that they shouldn't have upheld the penalty.
0: Yamar's yellow. So they went to VAR because Yamar got a red card for this. Um, right. So
1: they reviewed he, the red they card. Reviewed the this, they reviewed this. They gave him a they, yellow they card. The, the red card.
0: So after this, Yamar's yellow card got taken away because Pro Pro admitted that it was the wrong call. Pro admitted after after the game. That they got it wrong. That it should not
1: have been a penalty. It should
0: okay. not have been a penalty. And also, when you watch the replay of this, um, we'll we'll put that we'll put this in the description of this podcast, um, so listeners can can look at this play because it is just absolutely terrible. Um, uh, when you look at the Vancouver commentators, them themselves are like, "Yeah, that's a free kick. That's so, not even a foul." I mean, as
1: you know, refereeing is hard. The charging versus blocking decision is hard um they got it wrong two years ago they're still getting it wrong today what do you you know what do you what do you say they should do
0: so but my point here is um for that play i feel like that's when the vr is saying to tim ford hey you got this completely wrong like tim ford is trailing the play like i can see why he could see it from far away from his angle it it he you see the players so coming play to down box. it looks like dog so you can understand why he did that. And then I think the VAR said to him yeah you're um you should take a look at this you're you're wrong and it's clear and it's clearly that. Um so that's so there's the plays were like the referee is clearly wrong and he wasn't in a good position. This play like again Alfath is in a good posi- is in from Elfath's position, you can like understand he um you like I can sort of like I can see what he sees, but then when you see but then again every time I watch this video, it looks more and more like a dive, cause it is a dive. Um, so they should have gone to this, especially in a rivalry game. Um, you uh, this is what when you're when a referee is thinking about giving cards. Um, giving cards also they they one thing that they gotta keep into account is the nature of the game because a referee is trying to keep a game calm and they're trying to keep control. Um, we so talked about think- hold on hold on we talked about in the RS and um, when Ken and got his red card for throwing the ball over the thing um, yes that was a second yellow yes it was the uh, it was it was the right decision. Um, but the way that the referee did that, um, in like a long whistle and like being like very bold, that was not the way to go about that. Um, he could, he could have handled the situation. You're
1: saying the referee could have sort of apologized for having to kick him off. Yeah, he could, he could have done
0: it like that. And he could, and I mean, it was also, but that, that was also, but also, but also, hold on, hold on, because of the the type of game that was going on and what he had allowed for time wasting because of what he had allowed for time wasting um, he couldn't he should not have given that a red card you have to remember the nature of the game and but it's also if you a time call honor, something if you time- call if you call something like this if you call something like this in a rivalry game you have lo- you're going to lose the entire crowd
1: Okay, but what And you're that's saying, what he did with this. What you're saying is, you know, the fact that the, the, the that the, the other team had found a way to do something annoying that was not getting called meant that the referee shouldn't enforce a totally different rule? You know, you can't make that comparison. And granted, I mean, this is the, the whole point of shithousing is trying to find a way to rile up the other team and get them to do something else stupid that's not directly comparable with what the referee is letting you get away with. Now but so, that's Matt, not what that's sounders not what happened. Have, do you think the sounders he dove. Have, Do you think the Sounders have any responsibility for this? You know, we sing one of our songs is No One Likes Us and We Don't Care. You know, this is one of the consequences of no one likes us. Sometimes I think that Ladero, you know, is has gotten a reputation of being so good at drawing fouls and so sort of happy to get bumped over Hop back up and put a free kick in. He's not even
0: the player but I understand but he's not, he, he
1: was not involved in this play now. No, that. no.
0: He's not the player. But there are while we think of it, we know he has that reputation. He's not even the he's not even the like the main player who does that. He's not even the main like like he's like there are players in MLS who do that so much more. Um we we sing that and I, I always think that the chant is funny because um, I mean, um, uh, people hate us because we're good for the most part. We we're not a team that fouls that much. Yep. We do not get that many red cards. When we get red cards, it's surprising. People would like it. Don't people say that because we are good and we play good soccer? We play entertaining soccer. That's why. Um, um, people are fed up with us us winning, and I and I think in some ways MOS is. And MLS, like, um, uh, right. so obviously MLS doesn't. One thing uh, you can say MLS, is the MLS media, they, with with showing like how much more attention they give to LAFC, and when any goal is scored, all of their goals are always shown by the MLS account.
1: Right, you do have the sense sometimes that MLS wants you know the champions to either come from the same Midwest stadiums where the USMNT plays all its games, or the major media markets.
0: Yeah. And it's like, we have, why, like, we are a media team, too. Like, why don't we get any love? Like, we we have a lot of hands, but for some reason, our, our all of our fans don't count. And, and this goes back to, like, when we weren't allowed to wear our, our champion, our CONCALF Champions League patch. Um like we weren't allowed to like why aren't we allowed to wear that? I, I feel like if LAFC are to win the CONCACAF Champions League and they ask MOS, they're gonna be allowed. And MOS has set the precedent that um that now no team should be allowed to do that to to wear the patch. Like if they get to do that, that will piss me off. Um in the same way, MLS loves to talk about oh Columbus crew Former, they're, they're, they reigning Campionas Cup champions. Atlanta, reigning Campionas Cup champions. NYCFC, they get to play in the Campionas Cup. Cup. No one talks about that we didn't get the fucking chance to play in the Campionas Cup because of, co- and obviously that, that wasn't, that, that's not MLS related, that's COVID related, but still. It's a fake ass tournament. Let's not, let's not act like that's like that's a real competition, and and people t- are treating that like it's the best thing ever.
1: So you know, soon you're you're going in the direction of saying that the MLS caused COVID just to annoy the Sounders, which I think is stretching it a little yeah,
0: bit. Yeah, I'm yeah, I'm definitely not saying um, no. But I anyway, that. you know,
1: but, it's been a frustrating stretch. These last it's, three it's games,
0: a, it's definitely it's again, it's it's a dive.
1: You know, these last three games, we've given up seven goals. We really need to stop doing that.
0: Let's do it. Um, the other, so the Sounders could have had a penalty of their own. Um, again, it's Eric Williamson, and again, er, um, r- reminder: Eric Williamson should have gotten a red card in the last game. Uh, in the last game for the Sounders, uh, the 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 last Portland um, Seattle game, uh, and he's involved in all the big plays here. Um, the dude is becoming as he he is he is. Get he is approaching Diego Chara and um, um, Diego Valeri um, levels of annoyance, and honestly, I would say he's already above Diego Valeri because Diego Valeri, like, he scored a lot, but I never re- and like some, but like I never really thought of him as like
1: right. He like was, a, he was mostly annoying in yeah, soccer playing yeah. ways as opposed to sucker punching ways.
0: Yeah. Um. And yeah. Same. Yeah. Um, he's not like Giovanni Savarese or Caleb Porter. Like they're also higher up. Like Savarese, especially. Like, oh my God, that guy has a punchable face. He's so so annoying. Um, and just also hearing the, yeah, you know, just uh, oh my God, so so annoying. Um, Savarese, especially uh, the talk of the the talk of the sounder about that um yeah he's so so annoying and it's like yes they get the win and it's and some people are like this is gonna carry them to the playoffs um they uh if we win our 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 game in hand we have the same number of points like they're in the same boat like I felt like He's like some in some ways the Portland fans are like, oh, we're already so we're so much better. Well, we will be ahead of them if we win if we win the game since we have more wins than they do. Um, like we we get this we if we get our game in hand, um, we have just as much of a chance to make the playoffs. Um, I do think this game was a bigger win for them than it was um, for us. Um, I, the, the Esther the time show was saying that, um, whoever won this game would make the playoffs and whoever lost it would not. Um, and I think that would have been true if we won, but I don't think it's true if, uh, um, I don't think it's true now. Um, I think people got to stop acting like the Sounders have no chance. We still have games, We still have a chance. This team does not want our streak to end. Like we, we know we're the Sounder, the the Seattle freaking Sounders. We know that we can get to the playoffs. We we still have games to get over the line. We we need a little bit of the help, really, just from the Galaxy. We need the Galaxy to continue to. We need the Galaxy to continue to lose, and we have to. We really have to win all of our games from now on um what what are your thoughts on 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 the team moving forward and um and and it's seeming like fans like being like the this, this season's over like i uh, that's I mean, just no, season, i'm hating
1: hearing that the season is clearly not over but we clearly need to play better in these last seven games than we have in the last few and, Do you think um, we play
0: the same lineup? Do you think we play two forwards? Um, one thing that was interesting about the porting game is we did not see Will Bruin come into the game. Um, instead, we saw Leo Chu, um, who should never play again. Um, he's just been so so garbage when it came to the game. Uh, the only play I can really remember from him, he lost the um, was one where he lost the ball, and he could have at least won us a corner kick. Goes out for a goal kick.
1: I mean, both. Chu and 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 Brian are um, Bruins you Bruin are are not the um, are not the most exciting attacking options you know you 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 can't say you're you're certain either one of them will will score um I I think I've been impressed by Bruins you know sort of hold up play and his willingness to fight for every ball and I'd love to see him mm-hmm. in that two forward setup um together with Rui Diaz sometime um, I mean, I think you know. For now, I like the five-three-two. I thought I think you know. this So you is- would
0: start the same lineup. Would you start this same lineup? Are there any what changes would you make? Do you make for this game against Orlando? Since we have a midweek game, we have to fly all the way to Orlando. Then we come back on Sunday to play the Dynamo. So there's probably going to be some changes. What changes should happen? Cause we need to win both of these games.
1: Right. I mean, I feel like um you know it's a question of how people are doing and are they ready to go again from friday to wednesday um i think you know le- i think you could argue yeah. for for seeing Madranda. you could argue for, yeah, for bruin definitely. getting at least some time i think um, both of those
0: players will start this next game i think roe would t- i think roe at least will move to the bench maybe rusnak moves to the starts on the bench in Orlando so he can play in Houston at home and then you put Kellen Rowe um Kellen Rowe starts in the Ruth snack position um I, I I think Will Bruin will come in Will, will Bruin will think, start uh, one of, of the these kids
1: versus Leva
0: um I think dev. I think that's definitely a possibility um, we saw Atencio in this last game. Um, and I
1: guess Reagan Reagan for Nuhu or, or Ariaga is another possibility. The fact
0: that we took off though, I think Leva will probably start the Orlando game because we took him off. We took him off in this game. I mean he was on a yellow card, that's why he got taken off. Um I think Ariaga will start. Um Ariaga has been really shaky recently. It's been unfortunate. Um It also just feels like um, the referees don't let Ariaga do. The referees won't let Arriaga do anything, but they let um, every other center back on every other MOS team do stuff. Like they just have something against Ariaga, which is very annoying. So maybe because of that, we should play Reagan just so the refs can't call anything on Ariaga. Um, that's another thing. Yamar does not foul. You look at that guy's smile, smile. He's a smart player. He doesn't want to do anything. He doesn't do do something mean. So why why are we right. why are we penalizing Arya, him? Ariaga has
1: been looking guilty and sad.
0: Yeah, like with Ari with Ariaga, like he's he he looks like refs have. it's definitely feels like refs have an easier time giving um, him, him calls. Um, okay, we've so we've said okay. We've talked about. How massive these games against Houston and um, Orlando is, I still believe that we will make the playoffs. We need Sounders fans to rally, uh, to get this team over the line because we can still make this. We can get make it 14 straight years. Um, before we wrap this up, um, uh, just to talk about the other incident with Williamson on montero um you've talked about that you don't you're not a fan of montero um sometimes how montero plays in um but he is good at at like annoying defenders and i think this is a penalty and this is something that like if you put your hand into a player's midsection or their face that's a penalty. It doesn't matter yeah, where the ball was. Again,
1: it's off the ball. It doesn't it, matter where the penalty was. It wasn't clear if he was looking at him. I think you're It gonna, doesn't matter if he's looking at him. His hand went into the... I, again, I just think it's a hard call to get in the absence of any obvious sort of intent or fight going on. Um, you know, I don't know. I haven't seen that many replays of it. I haven't heard people talk about it since the game. Um, I just think it's... You know, I don't want to see soccer games decided by you know that kind of incident away from the ball. Um, you know, I don't know. Maybe it could have been called, but but I you know that's a it's it's a stretch to try to win a game that way.
0: Okay, do better, MOS referees, please do better. Do better, um, Sounders, please do better. We can get over the line. All Sounders fans, remember, this is a team that wins. We still have a chance to make the playoffs, and we need all the support that we can get. So with that, you have to keep your
1: scars up.